Even more players add their name to the Razorback transfer portal. Are there more players going to be coming into Arkansas to help with the depth on the defensive side of the ball? And some Razorback AM preview for the basketball game this Saturday. It's all coming up on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Happy Friday to all of you out there and hope you are getting ready and geared up for a very enjoyable weekend. As even though the Razorback football season officially came to an end this past weekend, there's still a lot of things going on with this Razorback football team that we're going to try to work through and talk about and discuss and react to, especially with a lot of uh, the news of some particular players entering into the transfer portal uh, for the Razorback football team, most notably being defensive backs. So uh, we'll, we'll dive into that and really, you know, not maybe necessarily go through one by one the player and the impact that they had, but certainly try to understand and go through some of the questions that are being asked and being thrown the way of Razorback football fans as to why this is happening and, and what the reasoning could be. And of course, the, the biggest news, or at least the names that have been the most surprising to everybody, is both defensive backs Joe Fouché and Greg Brooks Jr. What's crazy is both of those guys made interceptions just a mere uh, week ago, less than a week ago. They made interceptions in the bowl game. They played significant time in the Razorback defense this year, and now they're in the transfer portal. And it certainly seems like there is something about the defensive back room that seems to be off that maybe it's coach, maybe it's a culture, maybe it's a, uh, incoming player thing. I don't know. And I'm not going to pretend like I know specifically the reason, but what I am going to do is use some logic and use some, uh, reasonable deduction and trying to figure out what it possibly could be. And I can also tell you what it's not, but Here's the thing, like Joe Fouché leaving to me was the most surprising one because the guy was literally a captain on the team. He had the C on his name. Uh, that is something that I feel like if you are a team captain and you are a starter and you play a significant amount of playing time on a team that's actually good, then you transferring out makes me wonder what it is you're looking for. Is it is it that you have another opportunity to go to a quote better program or better team? And maybe since you're from Louisiana, is it like something like LSU? If that happened, I wouldn't be happy about it, but I'd at least kind of understand, okay, you get to go back home to Louisiana, you get to be on LSU. Uh, they do put a lot more players in the NFL by far. And so maybe that would be logical. I wouldn't be happy about it. I would uh, of course want to beat him, but it's like, I could kind of at least make the logical sense out of it. But we don't know what that point is. All we know is that these guys are in the transfer portal. Same with Greg Brooks, who also happens to be from Louisiana as well. Um, that, to me, is where it starts to be, well, what if it's NIL? Because that was a question that was thrown to me yesterday a lot, is what if it's the NIL? What if it's because that these guys can't make any money and the U of A is not doing a good job of putting them in a position to make money and they got offered some sweet deals at other different places to be significantly you know, more appreciated when it comes to financially. 
That is false. That is 100% wrong. The NIL at the University of Arkansas is doing extremely well. It's doing very well. And it's doing so well that it's just from based on the point people I'm talking to who are in the department up there, as well as some other people involved, some players too. And again, just going off of what I'm being told, not only is Arkansas doing well in the NIL, they're also one of the top teams and programs in the SEC when it comes to getting NIL deals for their athletes. It's just what I've been told. So I don't believe it's an NIL thing. And no offense to Joe Fouché or Greg Brooks, but I don't know if there's going to be a lot of big-time teams that are going to come swooping in and doing some tampering and saying, hey, Joe, I know you uh, you played at Arkansas and you started and you were captain and all that, but we got a sweet deal set up for you to pay you a ton of money, triple your money that you were making at the U of A if you just come down to our school and become our starting defensive back. Like, I don't know if that's actually happening. Like, Mike Woods last year, not saying he left for NIL, but – it's like it made sense of like why it would be appealing for him to go to Oklahoma because, oh, you get to play at the time, get to play with a preseason Heisman favorite and Spencer Rattler where you're going to have a bunch of yards, a bunch of stats. And it's like that kind of made sense why it would be appealing. But I don't know if anybody's coming for Joe Fouché or Greg Brooks and saying, all right, we're going to offer you a lot of money and that's why. So it's not the NIL. And it's not playing time because the guys were starters and the guys got a ton of run. So it can't be that. It I don't know how many other programs you'd go to that would be in better shape than Arkansas as far as play and success on the field and, and all of that. So it can't be that. So when you're taking all of the things that are not at least improbable, you got to look at what's probable, which would probably be the most likely situation where it might be a coach situation. So that kind of started getting a lot of the run, too, of like, okay, well, Sam Carter, a defensive back coach who uh, seems to have uh, a guy, well, he has a connection to Missouri, so he's Barry Odom's guy. Maybe it's something to do with him. And that was kind of the rumors that were getting thrown around a lot, that he was he was rude, he was mean, he was not, not very relatable to the players, he coached hard, whatever it may be. And that started really taking off, and people started going after Sam Carter, saying it's all on him and everything. Which I'm not saying that the players may have issues with Sam Carter. I'm not saying that at all. But I also have a hard time believing that all of them be leaving just because he coaches really hard. Especially when you got Jalen Catalan, who I know is a safety. And technically the safeties are coached by Barry Odom. But Jalen Catalan, this was coming from Trey Biddy at uh, Hogsports.com, has come out and said he's like, he's a great coach, but he coaches hard. I would not have come back to Arkansas next year if it wasn't for him being the great coach that he is. And so I see that. And I'm like, okay, well, if it's good enough for Jalen Catalan, preseason All-American, then uh, maybe uh, maybe it's not as bad as what people think. Like there's all these conspiracies and rumors going around, and that's ju it's just really what we're having to wait on and just kind of see exactly uh, you know what schools they end up, and maybe that will give us more of an understanding and an idea of uh, what the problem is or maybe uh, what the reasoning was and why they decided to leave. But at the end of the day, here's what it's about, folks. At the end of the day, you got to understand the culture of college football right now. Kids are transferring. The amount of kids that are in the transfer portal is insane. It's unreal how many kids go into the transfer portal. And you see them from great teams, too. Teams that had success. 
teams that had players that got a lot of run, a lot of starting time, but they're going into the transfer portal. Why? Don't know, but they are. It's just the way that the college uh, football and college basketball, especially, are right now. That's just the way it is. It's transfer portal and kids want to go and they want to play and they want to find different things because they always feel like the grass is always greener on the other side, which in some cases it is. But this isn't unique to Arkansas. And also, it's not like Arkansas is just, they're going to, it's, you know, you're getting your star players. It's not like KJ Jefferson and Rocket Sanders are leaving. You know, it, it's not like uh, you got just a, a mass exodus of your star players leaving. It's not that. It's a couple of defensive backs. Defensive backs that were good. I don't want to say that they weren't, that they're just easily replaceable because they're not. But it's not like that you're now going to go from being an eight and four team next year to a six and six team because you lost those two guys either. I trust Sam Pittman and the coaching staff to do the right thing. And I trust them to be able to put players in position to be successful. I trust them for that. But I get it's a little weird. I get there's a lot of questions, but I'm sure we'll know a lot more about it uh, as time goes on when we find out what schools they end up going to. Folks, there's an incredible app where with everybody that buys gas, which I'm pretty sure you do, you need to know about. Get Upside. Listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app at the App Store or Google Play right now using promo code SCORE and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two, $300 a month in cash back and there's no catch. The cash back, it gets added right added to your account. You can cash out anytime using your bank account, PayPal, an e-gift card, Amazon, other brands, whatever it is. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE and get up to 50 cent uh, a gallon cash back on your first tank. Again, that is promo code SCORE. I also want to remind everybody that betonline.ag is the best place to be. They wish you a very happy new betting year as we continue to march through the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline is the number one spot for all the best sports wagering for 2022. A new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just using promo code Locked On to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers for 2022. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, so head over to BetOnline.ag where the game starts. <laughs> Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so now we know that a few of the defensive backs are leaving Arkansas right now, and everybody's losing their minds collectively. The sky is falling. The program is going completely into the dumpster. And no one, everyone knows that this past season was just a flash in the pan and now it's going to go and revert back to being completely and totally irrelevant on all the SEC play. You know, all the stupid, idiotic things that overreactionary fans really like to do. Um, I'm not one of those that likes to be overreactionary. And I'm not saying that I'm bragging about it, but I also know exactly how these things go in a lot of cases where it's not as horrible as what some people try to make it out to be. I'll give you a great example. Remember when Mike Woods left last year? After spring ball, after catching a touchdown pass in spring in the spring game, two days later, he's gone. And then like a day later, he's at Oklahoma. And everyone's like, wow, our second best wide receiver. That's a big time loss. 
how are we ever going to recover from it? Now all we got is Traylon Burks, and he's good. He's great, but I, I don't know. He, we don't have any other options. What's going to happen? I think Mike Woods would have made a difference in the win-loss total this past year. No. At the time, though, it was like, okay, well, he's your second-best wide receiver. I'm not saying it wasn't a loss and you, it was you know, completely replaceable. Again, I'm not saying that. But I am saying that when it came down to the grand scheme of things and how the actual season went, Losing Mike Woods did not make the difference. Losing Mike Woods, if you would have had Mike Woods on this team, it wouldn't have taken you from being eight and four to 10 and two. It wouldn't have done it. Your team was just great. And Mike Woods had moved on and honestly didn't have the best year at Oklahoma. Probably didn't have the year he was hoping to have, but it ended up being not as big of a deal as what people tried to make it out to be. A lot of that can be said in the same regard for what's going on with Arkansas right now. We don't know exactly the impact it's going to have. We don't know if it's going to have a, a deal where next year your defense is going to take significant steps back just because you lost these two players. We don't know for sure one way or the other. But instead of automatically assuming that it's going to be god-awful and that this, this is a bad look and the program's falling in on itself, maybe just take a step back and start to remember about what you do have. Don't think about what you don't have anymore, but think about what you do have, folks. First off, you have an SEC schedule next year that is much more favorable than what it was this past year. It's not easy being in the SEC West. It's not easy being in the SEC. But you're telling me that of all the teams that you're going to be playing next year, it adds up to being a much easier stretch than what it was this past season. Your East opponent that you rotate is South Carolina at home, where Spencer Rattler is going to be the quarterback, but... I guarantee you they're not going to be as good as what Georgia was this past year on the road. You are going to have home games against LSU, Alabama, and Ole Miss. All right? Alabama's still Bama. You don't know what LSU is going to be, but I feel like Ole Miss is going to take steps back. They're not going to be as good as they were the past year. You go on the road to Mississippi State, which you've had no problems beating them the past two times you played them, so are you scared about them now? On the road to Missouri, please, should win that game easily. And then you also go on the road to Auburn, which you haven't been able to beat in quite some time. It's been really frustrating one. That's been the case. Should have beaten them this past year. But who knows with uh, Zach Calzada as their new quarterback. Ooh, maybe, uh, maybe they'll be just as good as what they were this past year. We don't know. But the thing is, is that you have a much easier schedule that's setting it up. And the non-conference is tough. But you have, I think, Cincinnati completely winnable. BYU is completely winnable. You'll have all that. So the schedule sets up nice. You also have a guy by the name of K.J. Jefferson, who's your star quarterback. And next season, he'll be entering into the SEC year, I would predict, as the second-best quarterback in the SEC behind Bryce Young. I don't know who – I'm sure that the media will be like, well, we can't vote an Arkansas quarterback as the uh, second-best quarterback in the SEC. we got to find somebody else. It's got to be somebody else. So they'll probably take some routes and be like, oh, well, uh, Spencer Rattler, he was supposed to be good last year at Oklahoma, but – now he's going to be really good when he goes to South Carolina, please. So there'll probably be some crap like that, but it, it, let's just be honest about K.J. Jefferson's going to be the second-best quarterback entering into the college football season next year in the SEC. Facts. There's no question. So you have him. You have really great running backs, too. Rocket Sanders, Dominique Johnson. Those guys are big-time SEC-caliber running backs that as long as they stay healthy, there'll be some problems for them. You got an experienced offensive line returning. Four of your five starters are going to be returning for the Razorbacks next year. That's also big time. 
You also on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, you're losing a lot. But again, we're going to find out about bumper pool today, which at the recording of this podcast, I don't know if he's coming back or not. But I am going to go out on a limb and say he is coming back. I could be completely wrong about that, but I think he's coming back. I think he wants to break the all-time Razorback tackle record by Tony Bua. I think that's something that he wants to hold his hat on. So I think he'll be back. So let's just say you'll have bumper pull back, all right? And then if you look at the the secondary, which, oh, my goodness, they lost Greg Brooks and Joe Fouché. Yeah, but, you know, they're also returning a few players as well, like Jalen Catalan, the preseason All-American. Yeah, he was pretty good when he's healthy. He wasn't healthy this past year, but we've seen what he's capable of when uh, he's healthy and ready to go. So can't forget him. What about Ladarius Bishop, who got a lot of starting time as a cornerback? Make fun of him all you want, but Hudson Clark did start a lot of games, and he's really good at zone defense. And so I'm not saying he's the great best cornerback, because people got mad at me yesterday when I was joking and saying that if Arkansas would have had Hudson Clark playing against Bama, they would have won. I was joking about that. But he's good enough to be a starting cornerback in the SEC. So he's least experienced. So you have him, you have those three guys right there in the secondary. And let's not forget Miles Slusher, who also played a lot too. So you got a lot of experience still back there in the secondary that will be back next year as well. The biggest question is going to be D-line. Another question is going to be about the wide receivers, which with either way, you have a guy named uh, Hazelwood, a former five-star coming in from Oklahoma and transferring in. Going to be big time. You also got a guy, uh, uh, Jackson, the transfer from uh, LSU, who was a four borderline five-star defensive lineman who may move the linebacker, but big time edge rusher that you're going to have him added to the mix. I'm sure there'll be some other transfers that you're going to be able to add into the mix. But the whole point is this, folks. Stop freaking out about what you don't have anymore. Stop losing your mind about what is no longer on your team and how the sky is falling. Stop doing that. Focus on what you have, because at the end of the day, that's what matters the most next year. Next year, you're going to look at that football team, and they're going to go out there. It's still going to be coached by Sam Pittman. It's still going to be coached by Barry Odom. It's still going to be coached by Kendall Brow. It's still going to have the, everybody in place that you had this past year. You're going to go into the season next year, and you're going to have a lot of dudes, a lot of playmakers, a lot of high-caliber SEC players that are going to be able to will your team to victory and be a much more competitive team than what we've seen in previous years. Experienced guys that will be able to help that out. Every team loses players. Some lose them to the draft. Some lose them to the transfer portal. Some lose them to graduation. Every team loses players. You're telling me that Arkansas and the players that they've lost this past year, like those, which is, let's be honest, Traylon Burks was the biggest one by far for sure. But between him, Grant Morgan, Hayden Henry, the two defensive backs there that are transferring out, John Ridgeway, like all those guys, are they losses for sure? But you're telling me that that's going to revert Arkansas back to being under a 500 team in conference play and under 500 uh, overall? No, I won't buy into that. I believe there's too much talent on this team to not be a good team again next year that's highly competitive, especially given the schedule. So I don't think anybody needs to worry about that right now. It's a new year. That means there's New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar into your plan. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. And it makes it easy to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, it tastes chalky or waxy. It tastes like a chemical spill. The best thing about Built Bars, not only do they taste great, but they're extremely healthy with all these different types of flavors. And they're covered in 100% chocolate. And that's 130 calories, most bars. That's it. So they're convenient, they're easy, they taste great, they're fast, they're, it's everything that you could possibly want. And even if you're not a fan of working out, you can at least eat something different that tastes good, and it's good for you as well. So if you go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off 
your next door. It doesn't matter how much you buy. doesn't matter how much of the store you buy. Just use LOCKED15 as your promo code at Built.com, and you'll get 15% off your next order. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so Arkansas basketball will be facing off against Texas A&M and College Station tomorrow. And, and you know, I I know that people are still so focused on football that basketball, since they've been losing especially, is kind of taking a back seat. But, you know, this is an opportunity for Arkansas to try to get back on the winning ways and try to beat a team that's decent but not great. Uh, it's a very winnable game, especially on the road. And the fascinating thing is, of course, Ethan Henderson, who was on the team last year, is on Texas A&M. And uh, we talked to a guy from Texas A&M yesterday on my radio show, and he was talking about how he's a he's not really much of an offensive player, but he's a pretty good defensive player. I was like, yeah, it's pretty much what he was at Arkansas last year, too. So some things never change. But uh, either way, you got to get back on the winning track here, man. Like A&M is a very winnable game. It's a game that uh, I'm not saying that you should for sure win. And if you don't win, it's a it's a massive failure. But I think starting 0-3 in conference is a failure. Like starting 0-3 in conference is a is a really tough hole to dig yourself out of if you want to get back to the tournament. That's why these next two games are so important. You have roughly 17 games left of the regular season. 17. You're sitting at 10-4. and four. I think the magic number you got to get to is 11. You need 11 more wins. If you can go 11-6 and six the rest of the way, I still think you can get into the NCAA tournament, especially given the fact that your conference schedule is pretty tough. 11 wins. It's the magic number. Will that happen? Don't know. Probably not. Can it happen? Sure it can. But I think that that's the one that Arkansas needs to circle and say 11. Because if you get to 11 wins, that puts you at, what is that, I guess 21 and 10, right? 21 and 10? Yeah. And heading into the SEC tournament where you could get another win or two to add to it? Sure. I'd make you a tournament team. Because at the end of the day, that's the ultimate goal is just to get to the tournament because then it's a crapshoot after that. So it comes down. You have to win this game, though. You, this is one of those ones. You got to win. You feel like you should. And if who, who knows? If Arkansas ends up winning this game, maybe they'll start turning things around. Maybe that'll be the thing that gets the spark going. But they got to take care of business and College Station, which we know is not always an easy place to win for sure. Appreciate everybody listening into Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you.